Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City, Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays. Talking to a clicky or industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. In this episode we'll be talking to Stephen, our product executive, and Alan, our senior sales executive, about the Andalusian capital, Seville. I'll be in the interview chair and we'll have some top tips about city breaks. Our resort report this week is about the warmest city in Europe. It's Seville in Spain. Lonely Planet listed Seville as the number one city to visit in 2018 because it has completely transformed itself from a congested city and reinvigorated its artistic heritage. For the Star Wars fans, it's the Kingdom of Naboo. And for the Game of Thrones fans, it's the Kingdom of Dorne. It's the birthplace of flamenco dance, which, thanks to its cultural significance, has made Seville a UNESCO city of music. It's a city that's over 2,000 years old, with three UNESCO World Heritage sites and has around 3,000 tapas bars, one of which has been serving tapas for nearly 400 years. Stephen, you know from our weekly top tips, he's a product executive on our product team. He's been in Click & Go for nearly four years and in the travel industry for around 25 years. He's visited Seville on his own holidays and fell in love with it because it has everything you could want in a city break, sights, culture and fabulous weather. He's been eager to talk about it because it's somewhere that's still relatively off the radar for most Irish holidaymakers. Alan is a senior sales executive on our sales team. He's been with Click & Go for over four and a half years and is close to celebrating his ruby anniversary of working in travel with nearly 40 years experience. He was in Seville last year on a familiarisation trip and I remember talking to him about it and I was pricing a city break to Seville as soon as I got back to my desk. So it's safe to say that Seville is a city that completely charmed them. So guys, what's the main thing that you love about Seville? Everything that you just said. I mean, all the, the build-up that you gave it there, I knew nothing mm. about Seville before I went. Apart from my wife who also books and travel, hadn't, hadn't been there and yeah. tell me about it. Um it was just amazing. On arrival, I mean, we there's there's only one airline that flies down in, into Seville at the moment. Mm. Um, it's about a two hour and a half, two and a half hour, two hour forty minute flight. It's approximately, all am I right in saying, about twenty minutes from the airport into the city centre. Yeah, it's only um, a short hop. It's something similar to Dublin Airport into the city, about twenty minutes. Yeah, by so by easy. I mean, so so easy to get from from the airport in. It's literally, as I said, you come out of the arrivals area. If you take a left, there's a bus stop right there. I think it's about three or four quid mm. to get from the, the the bus from the airport in, into the bus station. The bus station does a couple of different ones. There's one called Plaza Aramis, mm. and that's right beside the hotel where I was staying and it took the guts of half an hour mm. um, just e- even getting the bus from the airport in once you get into the city centre you realise fairly quickly that this is a special city mm. the architecture mm-hmm. the atmosphere the weather was just amazing we were there in uh, end of March beginning of April yeah. and it was like 28, 29 degrees when we nice. arrived it wasn't stifling yeah, um, it was as 28, nice. 29 would be here in Ireland but just amazing to start it was um it was november when i went down and it was actually lovely because we had a a jumper on us kind Mm. of early morning kind of cold but from 11 o'clock 
we're sitting out in the main streets there or side streets having coffee you take off your jumper you're sitting mm. there in short sleeves it was absolutely beautiful yeah. and that's November it, and that that is I think a big plus as well the fact that the weather is so nice down yeah. there I mean during June, July and August I'd imagine it gets unbearably hot, hot yeah, yeah I'd imagine so um, but that's obviously that's a busier time to go more expensive time to go mm. so f- from from clients point of view of traveling down there if you can go in a november or mm. an april or a march they are cheaper times to go yeah. so it's it's going to be lovely weather you're mixing a city break with it what, what can be a sun break as well mm. i mean we we stayed in a hotel that had a lovely rooftop terrace and bar it was called the plaza the aramas hotel nice and it was amazing just to to do all your sights during the day which we'll get onto in a few minutes as to what to see and do but to be able to just sit up on a terrace with a pool area at night time, it was still 28, 29 degrees mm. at like have 6 o'clock. Have your cocktail, night. watch the sunset. Have, have it's, a, have a it's a lovely cityscape as well. As I say, as the sun goes down and the lights come up. and mm. that the, Like November when we were there, so it was dark a lot earlier. Yeah. But you actually see all the uh, historic buildings all beautifully lit up at mm. night. So it's it's magical as well at night time. You yeah. know? The, the very first thing that we'd done when we arrived actually was... Um, Literally, apart from going into the pool straight away to get a quick beer and watching in the <laughs> Liverpool game, essential, um, I suppose. It, it was it was straight across the road to the um, to the open top bus, you know, the red hop mm, on hop yep. off bus, and we hopped on the the, the red bus and mm. done a city tour. It took the guts of an hour and maybe fifteen minutes or so, but it was great because it gave us the the gave feel your bearings. for the whole city. We were able to mm. see. Everything on that journey as to what we then wanted to come back and see, and pretty much it was it was very well done because it, it went over the other side of the river, which runs straight through the centre of Seville as well, mm. uh, to the Triana area, um, and you were able to see the whole city, take note of what you wanted to go back to, which mm. was pretty much everything, yeah, um, and then do a walk. It's it's a very compact city as well. Is it like Dublin sized city centre? Um, I would say it's probably slightly. Bigger, maybe okay. than, than than Dublin, very city centre, very walkable. Absolutely, from, walkable from everywhere. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. from nice. from one end of the city, which is called the Macarena mm. area, to nice. the f- to the, yeah, the, but then you know the, down, dancing down to, <laughs> down to the far end uh, of of the city, which is probably down towards the, the football stadium or Plaza España. That's the opposite end. You'd walk between one to the other mm. in approximately forty minutes, and you bad. are walking through stunning architecture. Um, loads of small little side streets. The atmosphere, the, the, there's really special atmosphere mm. in in Seville, I found. Like, I've been to, to Rome, I've been to Paris, I've been tons of different cities, London. I just thought there was something really special about Seville. you get the atmosphere, it's more chilled. Very much so. More chilled and people, everyone's going around, going by about their business, but it's just that more relaxing kind of uh, feel to the place. Mm. Big tourist, obviously, element as well. You get there all the time, but yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a lovely, lovely mix. And I think it gives rise to the architecture the, as a fabulous backdrop Moorish, to it, really? you know. Yeah, Moorish. it's a very Moorish, Moorish town. Yeah. Yeah. Castles, the cobble streets, and also near, uh, near where the... Um, the, uh, the the castle and the church and that is is all those little side yeah. street off it and that is just uh, another different world in itself. They're mm. only about you know two meters wide and they all wind around and there's you come into a little square and there's two or three tapas bar. Mm. You're off then into the small avenues again and it opens up to another little square. square. Yeah, and it's like very easy to get lost, but uh, <laughs> very laid back. It was amazingly laid back. I mean, there, there was little pockets of areas that were. 
young and lively, if you want to put it that way, mm. like sort of out on the side of the river and um, beside the, the Irish bar typically and beside the bull mm. ring, there was a little stretch of maybe 10 or 12 bars, bars. and they were busy. Mm. Like, I mean, they were really packed and busy. And this was like three o'clock in the afternoon. No um, better time. When we went out for something to eat at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, mm. they were still jammed. Oh, yeah. Over the other side of the river, over the Triana area, just right on the edge of the river, um, there's another little really buzzy area. And these buzzy, buzzy areas aren't just bars. They're tapas bars as mm. well, they're wine bars. <laughs> well, so it's not just nightclubs. There's 3,000 in the city, I'm not surprised. Oh, but that area so you mentioned there, Stephen, along the river, uh, between the Bullring, because we were, when we that weekend we were over, yeah. it was a rugby weekend and we were looking for a game. <laughs> and we found the uh, those little bars there, yeah. just two or three in a line mm. at about five o'clock in the afternoon. Like we were in for the match, but outside they were buzzing. After an evening, we were out uh, with the group that night. We passed by and Again, 11 o'clock. You'd actually have to walk on the road to get around them. They oh, were wow. buzzing yeah. with, with the local people yeah. and a mix of everything. Mm. But it was just like to that showed me that it is every age is catered for it, there. It is. And, you know, it's something I want to say because we've done it. It really is a walking city. As, as we said before, you yeah. can just walk from one end to the other, walk all around it. Never felt as though there was any hassle or any trouble. Mm. It never felt rough or, or, or anything like that at all. It was yeah. very, very chilled. And everyone that seems to go there seems to be going for the food or for, for you know, a few glasses of wine. Mm. There was no bad element to it, to it, to it whatsoever, I have to say. And getting around, you say, very easy. They have, oh. um, I think they've, they've won, I think they're building a new tram system through, but there's only, I think, one line that runs through that's it. Right, but yeah. that's actually running through from the... Where the city hall is brings it up to uh, the Plaza España. Yeah. So, mm. but it's an idea where if you want to link that through, you hop on and half off it and that. But mm. uh, but again, it's, it's so small to walkable and that. Yeah, Comfy it sounds like a really a uh, accessible <laughs> city for yeah, just yeah, it's completely getting lost in the streets and seeing what you want to see along yeah, along no, the way. Yeah, no, it was. I mean the the, the main the main tourist to, if you want to put it in tourist sites that I saw, we we stumbled upon in in a way that the. the Open top bus led us back to some places, mm. but just walking from one area to another, you stumble. You'll find stuff. Different architecture, different buildings. Um, there was one great one that we found called the Almeida de Hercules. It was like an open plaza. It was about maybe five hundred meters long, mm. and at either end of it, there was two uh, Roman pillars, and in between that, fi- you know, that five hundred meters, there was markets, there was food stalls, there was. Um, there was every like you know not, not just food stalls. There was little knickknack stalls as well, mm. and, and that was during the daytime. So we decided to, to go back up there at nighttime, and the atmosphere was electric. I'd Absolutely, say so. they had a big, huge uh, stall with markets. They had a, the biggest paella dish that I have ever seen. Probably three times the size of this room. Yeah, uh, and it was uh, just and there were loads of sangria. Um, there was bands playing. There was uh, artists there mm. as well. And around the edge of that that little plaza area. There's tons of tapas bars and restaurants. It was real buzzy. Yeah. Really, really buzzy. Sounds um, like my kind of city. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you have to go. I'm sure Alan's probably sick. But when I, when I got back from my trip to uh, to Seville, I think everyone's sick of me at this stage talking about <laughs> Seville. Uh, now I'm spreading that to the podcast world. Yeah. Um, but since I came back, the first thing I said is the best city I've ever been to. I mm. uh, couldn't believe how much I loved it. Over Ro- Rome, has, Rome is beautiful. Obviously, Barcelona's beautiful and whatnot. But just there was a different... Atmosphere. feeling that gave yeah, me about yeah. Seville and I have been preaching and pushing and you know I, I as people may know I was in cells before 
anyone came on to me looking for a city break, I was pushing Seville, pushing Seville, pushing Seville. Mm. Um, Alan was probably sick of so sitting next door to me. I think what we would add to that is like Seville. Uh, the flights to Seville are only twice a week. Yeah. So they're limited. So yeah. when people probably look and say, oh, we might go next month, the flights are quite heavily booked up and it reflects quite a high price. Now, mm. that's not because the city's expensive. It's just that there's so few so seats, few such high demand, the airfares will go up. So Are they set uh, days of the week, the flights? It's uh, Tuesday and Saturday. Tuesday oh, okay. and Saturday. They're yeah. slightly different during the winter. I was looking at it earlier on. I think they might be... Friday or Thursday, Monday or Friday, Tuesday or something during the winter. But the thing, the key is, as you were looking at the prices earlier, for advanced booking. Mm. If you want to do Seville, do it as a, I want to plan for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Book six months in advance or four months in advance and you'll get the cheaper airfares. And the hotels are a reasonable price like any other city mm. and you will make up your packages. Just if you leave it last minute, you might be frightened off with the higher prices. Yeah. But book I early, put it on your to-do list. I, mm. I, I also think that while, while you, you may pay slightly more to get to Seville which you know again I was looking at the price of different cities earlier on and it can be a little bit more 20, 30, 40 euro per person maybe more expensive than a, a Krakow or a Wotzlaw or something like that mm. but it's so it comes back to cheap what you spend it's so cheap you it is ridiculously cheap I mean we we ate in some really top tapas bar we couldn't mm. believe it we we, we went to a, a restaurant on the first night and he said, look, we'll, we'll splash out on the first night. Mm. We'll go to a really good, there was a queue to get into one place. It was called Labranilda Tapas. Um, I'll never forget it because we sat down. We had um, a few glasses of wine mm. and we picked five or six tapas. And after, just as we got to the bottom of each glass of wine, the waiter would come over and top it up. So at the end of the meal, myself and the wife usually You're have like, it. Christ, well, I we, wonder what this is going to come to. What, well, what we usually do is we usually have a little guess as to how much it's going to be. Yeah. So Lisa said, how much do you think? And I was going 50, 59-ish. And she said, okay, I'm going to go 64. <laughs> and the bill came out and it was 28. What? And we looked at it and I went, just pay it. And give see it, what happens. Give it tenor <laughs> tip. And let's go. Okay, <laughs> so so we we paid it, left a tenner tip, mm. and and left. Got around the corner, went into a bar, uh, sat down just to have a look at the the, the receipt properly, mm. and it was absolutely spot on. Everything we're doing, they only charge us a certain um, nominal fee for a top up of, of of each glass of wine. Oh wow! Um, but and sometimes there's the local brands that they might have their house wines, which are yeah, excellent. And as well. actually, mm. was a, it was yeah. a house wine that we had. But that, that wasn't just limited to Labranilda. We sp- I sent um, my cousin and the wife went down a few weeks ago. Mm. Again, he's probably sick of me talking about Seville. I sent, sent my cousin to Rome earlier on in the year and I kept at him about Seville, kept at him about Seville. And he went, he said the same thing happened to him. He went to Labranilda and they had a couple of glasses of Prosecco, mm. top tapas and 21 euro. His one came to as well. Oh and that is all across the city. So even though Seville might seem at first to be a bit more expensive mm. to, to book and go When you're to, actually there, it's super yeah, cheap and affordable. It's super cheap. And it's just endless amounts. Did you see the other little tapas? Now, I know it's a little bit dearer, but, but it's a, the, uh, the El Rinconcillo. I didn't that's get the one it. that's almost 400 years. It's yeah. Four, uh, yeah. mm. um, it looks bad. 1670. We went there yeah. for me because, you know, we were, 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 were guests of the, the tourist board. Yeah. But, um, and they write, they chalk... But the, the be, the yeah. but looking at the menus as well, it was not that much more expensive than what you would pay in the other ones. Mm. And, and it actually was on if you know the Rick Steen 
the, the, the chef he, yeah. he did a, a show right from it there I think, think it was yeah. on a Anthony Bourdain layover yeah. episode it's, as well it's another one of these oh, I must go in and see it you know mm. it, beautiful food like anywhere else now but you know oh, it's one of the oldest ones and mm. that. but again there's a few little places you kind of say could I? and another um, thing that what we actually do when we were down there is down by the um, by the river there was an old fish market That's right. which is no longer a fish market so it's yeah. all done a beautiful wrought iron but they've converted into a, another tapas bar as they call mm. uh, Longia de Barranco um, but what they have is they've all these stalls in there so they have um, fish they have um, oh, Italian Mexican local Spanish dishes all different beers wine stalls dessert stalls ice cream stalls so if you're going with a group of friends yeah. oh I want fish I don't want fish yeah. I want meat oh I'm not really hungry I'm going to have a glass of wine oh I just want dessert and they cook it for you Oh no! You, what you do? There's all there these st- all these different stalls. So what you do is you get yourself a central table. Mm. You go up and you lie. You get this little card, mm. credit card, and you lodge twenty euros or whatever you want to okay. spend on it. And then you go over to that. St- I'm going over to this stall, and I get my meat dish. Someone else is going over to get their fish dish, and you all then you sit back at your table. So oh, everyone okay. at the table are completely different dishes. Yeah. You go now. I know for, for people like to be waited upon and mm. all that, but the, the the fun in it and the atmosphere and the place was buzzing. I'd you say see so. everyone just coming in there. People might be going for a meal, and then oh, a friend come in, ciao, and they'd sit yeah. down and have a glass of wine or a beer, yeah. and that's all. But it was a fabulous get together, and also it suited everybody's taste some food yeah it was it was a lovely lovely idea that sounds yeah, and that's sounds down by the, by the river it's the old fish market and it's a lovely setting another, another great gorgeous. thing that we done was up by the cathedral which we haven't mentioned yet actually the cathedral is stunning mm. i mean it's literally it's it's absolutely huge isn't it and it's mar- oh the cathedral yeah. um it has like four we did spiky bit that's like right yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, um, it's spectacular. you've got mm. the cathedral with the the, the big the Geralda tower and it would be beside the, what the um the real alcazar the that's alcazar all in looks one amazing area. that's a unesco yeah area. that's one of the yeah. unesco sites and it's amazing it's now you need to give Dorn. yourself time and just a word of advice if anyone is going to seville and you want to go to them book your tickets in advance that's right yeah because if you queues. go down there you won't get in on yeah. spec just arriving you need to to book them in advance but just that actually when we were going up to it that actually quarter that area before you went to the uh the real alcazar you have the real alcazar and a few old buildings <clears throat> and for a moment i just stopped and looked around there's no kind of you couldn't see any ma- there was no cars in that area yeah. mm. and um all you had was old buildings going back centuries. Mm. And I could just say to, to some of the people over the group there, I says, can you imagine if we were just donned with a cloak going <laughs> back in, in costume, you would I, I'd put a few horse and carriages around. Mm. You wouldn't need to do anything else yeah. because it was just a step back in time. Oh, and that's the beautiful thing about it. I know modern technology and buildings we have all around us, beautiful glass and seal buildings, but it's lovely to see what was built Oh. By hand, hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Give me an old there. building any day of the week over oh, well, a modern you building. You would love Seville. I, well, that's that's Seville. I love yeah. old and architecture. The, as you say, the Plaza España. Oh. When you oh, look at the span, I mean, you, you see it in the Star Wars movie, mm. and that's you, you see the the full scope of it there. But that is just, and they have a beautiful park beside it. That's well, right. That's I, hadn't researched that before which is mm. you know something I don't normally do like I'd normally research something and you and travel for know, 25 I years I, I got I got my slap in the wrist for that <laughs> but when I came around the corner because Lisa was saying we'd be now we'd done a fair bit of walking that day and she goes we have to go and see Plaza Espana mm. I was like can we do it tomorrow do we have to and she goes well it's only around the corner and mm. I was like Fine. okay then when I walked around the corner and saw this place I was like 
Oh my God. Did you feel it's, the force? Was the force with you? I felt the force. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the force, Alan. <laughs> On the back of my head from these. Um, it was just, I mean, it, it blew my mind. It really, yeah. it really blew my mind. It's just spectacular. There's a little, uh, little like a river, little Yeah, and you can rent a boat. There's a boat trip in it. Yeah. So cute. So you can make it a family day of it as well. Like, like, ch- it's you know when you pick children, oh, I only want to see another building. But when mm. the children will go to see it with obviously the Star yeah. Wars, that yeah. would be a big drive for them to kind yeah. of um, and take in a bit of history, you know. But do you know, do you know what else we saw a lot of going around Seville was uh, bike tours and walking tours. Yeah, I was reading up about Seville, and apparently they've done a massive push to increase the number of bikes instead of congestion with traffic. Yeah. And there's now it went from like. 6,000 daily cyclists to something like 70,000 cyclists now to make it more like a an Amsterdam car-free city centre. But it was like, there was like, um, there was a, a guide and with 20 guys cycling oh my God. behind them on bikes uh, all the way through the city. There was a good, good few of them. Yeah. There was plenty of walk-ons as well. Again, because it's so compact, mm. it probably does lend itself to, to that. And because the yeah. weather's so good, it also lends itself to it. Uh, but yeah, loads of loads of walking tours, and the advantage of that is you've got a guide, you've got someone who's going to tell you, you know, there, there'll be experience. They're going to tell you what to look at, where to look, where is yeah. next. Yeah, no, it's just and just especially just when there's such nice weather, a walking tour is so nice to yeah. do when it's nice out. But not to take away, as we were saying about all the fabulous, fabulous old buildings. There's one area that we um, we went to, uh, moving on to kind of modern, and it was called the uh, the Metropole Parasol. Okay. And in the centre of the town, they built mm. this this architecture as all the, they like actually look like mushrooms. Mm. They're right, all yeah. built from wood. Yeah, that looks stunning. And you can go into uh, you go into and you go up onto the top of it, and mm. there's walkways all around, it, and you get a lovely landscape as well. But it's actually just to see all these how it's real technical mm. and that how it was put together. But like that's in our modern day. But it's, it's it's a lovely thing, another day out to see, and. I think also what um, Seville has offered, as you know, um, because back in 1992 they had the expo, and just on the island there in the river be- uh, between the city and um, uh, Triana, the, the other That's side. Right. Yeah, you go you through it on the, the hop on, hop off bus. The, yeah. A theme park, Islands oh. Magica. A theme park. It's uh, you got your roller yes. coaster, your boating lakes, yep. your, all the different things you would find yeah. in the theme park. So th- again, that's where you could actually put like Seville is a weekend break for a family of two well. plus two because you know fa- going on the city break with kids and mm. oh I don't want to be walking don't want to see this but here's as I say you've got the Star Wars influence you've got the Game of Thrones Sounds influence like, yeah. and you've also got a day out in, in a the theme, theme park. park that's only five so. minutes from the, from the city oh, as well where five, that, five or ten where minutes the, drive from the city oh wow the market is you cross onto yeah. Little Island and that I mean it is yeah it's only it's only a short uh, it's walkable or a short taxi ride of that but it's a day out mm. again you know for, for family so you can combine suit all the families the children have their little theme park and the adults have their lovely architecture and again the wonderful food and everything you know yeah, the no. town museum also has an exhibit on Game of Thrones really? for any fans out there planning a trip to Seville yeah in order just to, to get a good view of the city at night time we love seeing you know the city lights mm. um, just beside the cathedral the cathedral lights up at night time uh, a really Moorish colour it's lovely there's a hotel right beside us called the Donna Maria Hotel. We got recommended this in the little bit of research I'd done before I went away right? <laughs> um, to go there at night time to, to have a, a drink overlooking the cathedral at night. So it's a rooftop bar of the Donna Maria Hotel. Okay. And it's literally right underneath the cathedral. The bells are going off. We're sitting there. And um, there's probably limited to 20, 25 people. Um, but spectacular. Just sitting there having a, a beard wife, having a cocktail at night time. It really, that, that's just a, a little something to, to get a feel for, for the whole 
Seville City at night time. It was amazing. It was can't amazing. beat a good rooftop bar. You can't. It sounds like just a really nice laid back and sociable city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely. sounds like just exactly what you'd want in a, a weekend city break. Have we convinced you yet? Let me just give you an idea of some prices. Yeah, some prices will be great. I was looking earlier on, for example, the 22nd of Feb mm. for three nights. one ninety nine per person. Oh, wow. Flights and hotel. Three star hotel right in the centre. Very close to that. Um, the Almeida, the Hercules area mm. called the Derby. Um 22nd of March, 249 mm. per person. I couldn't believe it. I was checking those prices earlier on. I thought it was going to be a little bit higher than that. I couldn't believe it. Well, that's exceptionally value. And, and if you're looking yeah. at February or March, yeah. the weather, you know, weather will be weather as we know, but mm. you should be getting, you know, low 20s yeah. at that time of the year in Seville. Uh, so to get that sort of price at that time of the year is, is amazing. And who flies to Seville? Reiner. Okay, very good. It sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. You're very I'm, welcome. I'm sure you've convinced any listeners to go to Seville next year. I'm sure we have too. Great, thanks. Okay, so today's interview, we're going to turn the tables, or should I say turn the mic, Ooh. on Eleanor. And I'm going to interview Eleanor. Yay. <laughs> Eleanor has been in Click and Go coming up to just about one year now. Yep. Uh, her role as content marketing specialist involves her looking after all of the Click and Go online content, uh, including blogs, uh, organic social media, and now the podcast also. Yeah, my new baby in work. Yeah. Um, she works closely with all the different teams, like marketing and sales, to create the blogs and to promote the content. Um, I'm sure that only touches the edges of, of what you do. Uh, yeah, I like trying to get your do- job description as well. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> it's a very short summary. How are you today? Uh, I'm all right. Looking forward <laughs> to this bit, I'd say. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Right, let's start. So My first interview. What What's your favourite destination you've been to? Um, so I suppose my favourite destination I've been to, mostly because I've been there so much, is the Algarve. Okay. Uh, so for since I was eight, me and my family always went to Montesoro for our summer holidays because mm. we have a timeshare there. So at this stage, it's become home from home. Is it really? As soon as I land in Faroe Airport, I'm like, yeah, I'll see my taxi person You're out there. Now. And I know the whole trip out to the resort and every the receptionists know us. They give us hugs when we're there. Really? And uh, people in the restaurants know us and we've made friends around the pool that are there every year. And like la- this year I was there for a Hindu and uh, one of the receptionists <laughs> had quit, had finished up. She quit to go into teaching and okay. she's like in her mid 50s. And uh, her daughter works for a taxi company. But when she heard... It was us coming. She was like, no, I'll personally go out to the airport and collect them. And it was all hugs and asking about, like, my parents. And Brilliant. So it's just a real home from home. And, like, the food's delicious. People are lovely. When was Pool's the last time lovely. you were there? Uh, last time I was there, it's May. May just gone. May just gone, and yeah. you're going next year as well. Yeah. I am, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> and I always get away there for a few days. Just re- just regarding uh, bucket lists. I mean, not, we, people that listen to, to our podcast will, will know that we mentioned the words bucket list. Mm quite a lot I didn't realise until I actually listened back to the podcast yeah. so many where's your bucket list destination the entire world uh, no uh, the biggest one would probably be Japan yeah yeah really Japan Japan yeah why sushi food <laughs> eating the culture is just so different and but mostly the sushi uh, it's somewhere I just always want to go and to go for say the cherry blossom festival and there's a sushi restaurant in Tokyo I really want to go to and you've done your research go to Osaka and yeah no I, I 
dying to go. And what's the chances of you making it? Ah, oh, 100%. Yeah, you'll get there yeah. someday. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. That's what bucket lists are for. Yeah. Um, how are you finding it working in the, the travel industry now? Good. Um, like, as you said, I'm coming up on a year and clicking go. Mm. And before I started, I said to myself, I was kind of in a like mental rut in my other job. And I was like, it's just not inspiring me as much. Yeah. So I was like, one thing I love is travel. So if I see a job in travel that suits me, I'll go for it. Um, so I was delighted when I got the job in Click and Go and actually got into travel and then got to go on the two cruise ships uh, earlier this year, which was a nice little perk. The little perks pop up every now and then. Yeah, exactly. And even going to uh, training evenings like the Las Vegas training event yeah. or visit Orlando or that. It's, yeah, no, I really like it. It's a it's a really nice industry. And it's a great, great company as well. Like the staff are brilliant. Yeah, it everyone in Click and Go is absolutely lovely. And yeah, yeah no, it's... A good career move on my part. Good, so you're, you're loving it, brilliant stuff. Uh, what's your what's your pa- passion and pastime outside of work? Uh, I I've, I don't really have a huge amount of like hobbies. Mm-hmm. So I main one would be well the main three would be <laughs> <laughs> there's three already. Yeah, eating out and trying new restaurants in Dublin. Okay. I love my food and I love to try the new places that are popping up. Yeah. Second one would be is I got into yoga. So I went on a yoga retreat for one of my friend's birthdays and I found a nice yoga studio in Dublin and every every couple of evenings I do like a 15-minute relaxing yoga in my bedroom Very before good. I go to bed. And then my third one is hanging out with my nieces. Okay. Yeah. They're Many one, nieces? Two. One is a year on Tuesday and the other is two in February. <laughs> so they're just so cute and they're... <laughs> Their personalities are really coming through and they're just starting to be really good crack. So I, I love hanging out with them. One and two. They yeah. are a handful, I'd say. Oh, they're just, they're so much fun. Yeah. They're adorable. Brilliant. Next one. Now, <laughs> I laughed <laughs> when, I, when I wrote this one down for you to see how you reacted to this one. <laughs> what do you wish your brain was better at doing? So many things. <laughs> uh, focusing on one task in work would definitely be one. That's easier said than done, though. So much easier said than done. Mm, with the noise I'm in the office sometimes. With the noise in the office and I'd start a task and then I'd... <laughs> Get there's some There's some eyes being thrown <laughs> across the room here. We, Alan is one of the voices that does <laughs> yeah. echo over to our side. But I'm I also selling have and selling and selling all day long. <laughs> That's it. I don't stop. <laughs> but uh, I always have Spotify on so I don't hear anyone. But yeah, focusing on one task, not procrastinating from anything like even household chores or doing small things online for like my parents or that and being more decisive. Are you I mean, easily distracted, Elmer? It <laughs> depends on my mood. <laughs> but yeah, be, I'm very indecisive. I wish I could be sure? more decisive. I I actually am sure <laughs> on that one, but yeah. Right, now I love this one. What is something your friends would consider so you? Oh, um... Something they'd consider so me is back to the restaurants thing, knowing places to eat. Okay, brilliant. I seem to be the go-to person for restaurant recommendations. Excellent. Uh, using any excuse to go on holidays. It's Doing a, the right job. Yeah, this is it. And uh, probably having an odd or unexpected taste in things. So like taste in music, food. Podcasts. Podcasts, yeah. yeah. Like some of my favourite podcasts are about murder <laughs> yeah I remember you telling me that it was I regularly listen to like and I'm looking nice and quiet and calm at my desk but I'm rapping along to NWA <laughs> while writing a vlog so yeah there's always a bit of unexpected so they'd be the kind of the main three that I could think of Brilliant. and all your friends would agree with them I take it 
if we asked them? I'd say so. They I'd would. say so, yeah. Good. I know you've had uh, issues with this one. Name five people, <laughs> alive or dead, that you would have over to a dinner party and why? Five, Eleanor. Uh, so I have seven written down oh, here lovely. beside me. <laughs> so I'll start and we'll see how we go on. Yeah, go on. So number one, Frank Snatcher. Okay, interesting, yeah. Um, I, I love, I have a crooner's playlist that I regularly listen to in work and I love that era of like Las Vegas and the glamour of the 60s and I'd love to go back and I'd love to have him as my dinner guest but I'd also love to uh, time travel back to the start of the 1960s Las Vegas when the Rat Pack are doing their like evening performances in the Sands Hotel when they're filming Ocean's Level well, Eleven. He'd have uh, he'd have the music sort of at the party anyway, at least. He'd be one of three one for of three. music okay. musical guests. But yeah, no, he's just fascinating because there's the whole the Rat Pack side and what he did for racism in Las Vegas, and then there's a the whole mob and the Kennedy elections, and it's just and how he creates music and how he insisted that the lyrics were the main thing in the music, and yeah. he had to be able the music had to be able to speak to him and the lyrics had to speak to him. He's just fascinating. Brilliant. Uh, so number two is Lady Gaga. I'm obsessed with her. She's just amazing. You, you, if I remember correctly from on the previous The Vegas podcast, you mentioned you're waiting for her to appear Yeah, in her Vegas, residency, yeah? yeah. Sold out the first round, so hoping for the second round. But yeah, no, she's, her, she's so creative and she's just a fascinating woman. Slightly different, Sinatra and Lady Gaga. Not really. Lady no. Gaga released an a album with Tony Bennett. A few years ago. That's right, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so they'd work well. they work well together, brilliant. Yeah. Just as well at a dinner party, eh? Exactly. I'll get a piano shipped in for <laughs> it. Uh, then the third is Marion Keys, the author, the okay, Irish author. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I love her books. Uh, they're obviously not thrillers. Uh, but no, I love her books. I love her writing, her humour. She's just a fascinating woman as well. Fourth is Anthony Bourdain. Okay, yeah, there's the food bit coming in there's there. There's the food yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> I've watched all of his uh, all of his layovers and I'm halfway through Parts Unknown and I just, I love the way he talks about food and I love his humour and his, his dark sense of humour. It's really, really enjoyable. So Brilliant. I think he'd be a good crack at the table. Uh, fifth, I don't know if you'd know him, uh, Jonathan Van Ness. I don't. So Netflix uh, recently redid Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and it's now Queer Eye. He's one of the Fab Five. Okay. And he also has a podcast called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness, where he talks, he gets an expert in to talk about something he's curious, so like curious about, so like Brexit or bees or uh, Renee, who's the Beyonce of Renaissance art. I'm taking his name down now and have a listen to that. <laughs> yeah, uh, so he's just, he's really interesting and he's just, he's so intelligent and the amount of topics that he's interested in and can talk about. It's just amazing. He'd, he'd also be extremely good crack. So the next one is another, the last musical guest. Hang on, just let me get Alan to get some extra tables in here, the dinner table, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the extra two. Um, so Barbara Streisand. Okay, yeah. Uh, she's fascinating. Like, she's the only woman to win a Golden Globe for directing in the history of the Golden Globes. She's the only woman to write, produce, direct and star in a movie. What movie was that? Uh, Yentl. Okay. In 1983, I think. Uh, she's just amazing. And as well, her her voice is spectacular. And I listened to her on um, uh, Alec Baldwin's podcast. He did an interview with her. And uh, she's just also gas. She's a good crack as well. Yeah. She? yeah. Brilliant. That's nearly it. Okay. 
we're just going to do a quick fire round. Oh, fab. You didn't know about this one, so you didn't know. I kind of half expected you had, you it. Had, you had a, yeah. a, a guess it might happen. Um, I know the answer to this first one already. Disney or Pixar? Disney. Summer or winter? Winter. Tea or coffee? Tea. All day, every day. Addicted, addicted to the stuff. Night in or night out? Night in. Nice car or nice house interior? Nice house interior. Okay. I like to be cosy. Beach or pool? Pool. Dawn or dusk? Dusk because as if I'd ever be awake to see dawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, starter or dessert? Uh, all three courses. All three. <laughs> all, all are done the same yeah, as well, yeah. If, I mean, if you're going to eat, if you're going to go out and eat, you might as well go all out. With, on your night out. Um, texting or talking? Uh I'll be extremely millennial and say texting. Texting, yeah, Ooh, controversial. The only person I talk to on the phone is like my mother and my sister. Everyone I avoid text. phone calls. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason I'm not on the sales team. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, giving or getting presents. Both. I like buying presents, but I find it can be stressful. But I also like getting presents. Like getting yeah, it's a hard one to pick. Eleanor, thanks very much. Hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Very I did. It was good, lovely. Good, good. Talk Great. to you soon. Stephen has some top tips to make the most of your trip to Seville or any city break. So, what are the tips, Stephen? Yeah, th- these aren't just limited to, to Seville. Um, absolutely any city break. It's the same. Most city breaks are the same um, from from point of view of what you're going to do when you're there. Mm. Um, to a degree, depending on weather, etc., etc. But... The first one we did touch on in, in the Seville um, chat was do a hop-on, hop-off, open-top bus. Yeah. Pretty much the minute you arrive. And that goes for, I think that goes for, for, any, for any city, yeah. Because you really do get the, the you get your bearings, you, you get the feeling for the city. Yeah. You then take note of what you want to go back and see 100%. after that. And I, I've always found it hugely beneficial to, to do it and it's a great introduction to the city when absolutely you land absolutely it is yeah. yeah absolutely and that's that is my tip to just do be the very first thing you do just do the second one is slightly slightly hypocritical of me <laughs> um, do research before you go um, always a wise move yeah it, it is but you know to, to suss out how you get around is it walkable do you need buses is it metro you know some cities like mm-hmm. Rome You'll need to get a metro to some parts, but depending on where you're staying, obviously. Mm. Um, but you know, to suss out restaurants, I find like we were in New York earlier on the year, and, and in fact in Valencia as well, and getting your food sorted. We spent more time walking around the side on a restaurant than we actually spent sitting down eating the meal. So a bit of um, a bit of research into some restaurants, maybe close to your hotel or close to the city centre, as to you know, so that you'll know before you go out that night where you're going to, to, well, to go You in. have now a median of people going in and recommending everything like that. Exactly. It's, you can, you know, okay, you have to take it up, but it's usually a good indication to say which restaurant will work and which yeah, one and, will work. Yeah, and I, look, there's so, there's so <coughs> many different sites. Now I always find it good to download, to have download the city on the TripAdvisor app and then start saving restaurants that I think from the reviews look nice and you can add in your attractions as well so you know good kind tip. of roughly where you want to eat based on what you're going to see that day. Yeah, excellent well planned. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and, and also, now well, my just, first rodeo. <laughs> don't, don't, don't forget as well with with the doing a bit of research. Weather comes into it. Yeah, true. you know because you can you can think you're going to to Rome for for a weekend, and Rome in Italy is going to be beautiful weather. It you know could be lashing rain. So doing a bit of research before you go for everything from sites, events, weather, 
restaurants mm. will really pay off when you're there. It will save, you know, because you're only going for a weekend, so you, yeah. you need to make so sure to everything make is, is in line. Obviously, you don't want to have an itinerary planned out where you're you're here one hour and there the next hour, yeah. but you want to have a rough, rough, rough idea as to, yeah. Yeah, as to what you're going to do. The next one um, is something we've noticed in, in Click and & Go, and Alan will have noticed in sales as well, is always check when you're booking with Click & Go, always check with us for apartments, in some cases, rather than hotels. Uh, particularly if it's three, four, five people. You know, we, mm. we get an awful lot of, you know, sisters and mothers and daughters booking or, you know, groups of lads going. Not, I don't mean stags or hens, but, you know, mm. where... Just a group of friends going yeah. holidays. And, and it can, it can work out couples. really mm. well priced. Now, in some cities, we have some really good apartments rather than hotels. We're working on, always working on in product on, on adding more properties to, to different cities. Um, but we've got a great property in Krakow, isn't it? The... Um, the antique apartments, they are selling really, really mm. well. They're a four-star apartment complex so right square. in the centre of, of Krakow. And they are selling really well because people are, you know, you get four or five, you know, families even mm. are, are booking them because they work out really cheap. They're right in the centre and it's self-catering as well. Yeah, so always just look at, you know, if you're calling the guys in, in sales, ask them to have a look. at. They'll probably do it anyway. Re- recommend the apartments if you're going to be, you know, three or four. Because if you're going to a hotel and there's, say, six ladies going or six lads going, um, you usually go a two-sharing, a two-sharing, a two-sharing. Mm. Whereas at least if you're going to an apartment, you could get one apartment for six and the price will be seriously cheaper. And than also two, the two, nicest two. thing, you're all together. So yeah. you're going out for the evening and you're getting ready. You're sitting there yeah. and you know, pop around to the local supermarket, maybe get out your little bottle of wine. And as you're starting off your evening, have a little glass of wine, chat where we're heading off to and that. It just gives a great uh, buzz to the holiday. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you're all sitting down, the stories. It's and nicer like than I'll see you in the lobby in 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's an apartment, so you can, you know, th- you are allowed to bring in your little bite to eat or you can yeah. have your breakfast there as well. So you're going to be saving on, on breakfast as well mm. out in, in some restaurant. You can have your... Your cornflakes in the morning, you're at a bit of toast or, yeah. or whatever, you know. So that that's just one decent tip. Um, next one, again, we touched on earlier in the Seville chat, is rooftop bars. Yes. My I tip. <laughs> always do a little bit of research to look for the city you're going to for the best rooftop bars in the city. Mm. It's a great way to experience the city at night time. You've been out probably sightseeing all day, doing a fair bit of walking to find a decent rooftop bar where you can sit, have a cocktail, have a beer, have a glass of wine mm. and overlook the city. Every city will have one and, and some, you know, some cities will have more, more than others. Mm. You know, Seville, like we spoke about earlier, had a couple. Um, we were delighted to find the one right beside the cathedral mm. but I'm sure they have them in, in any city. It's a nice evening. Watch, you know, watching the, the sun Watch the sun go down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and that's, you know, that is something that I, I don't know if many people do but it's certainly it's it's one of my top tips mm. is go to a rooftop bar um, and the final tip for today on there is do one thing that each of the people traveling love to do mm. so let me explain that if you're going with a guy who loves beer mm. go to a brewery if you're going with a, a, a girl who likes to do shopping mm. go to the local market so you know one day I'll go for my beer in the brewery Next day, I know you can go to the market shop and so, something like that. You know, if you've got if the, the one of the lads Swap is, experiences exactly, yeah, and exactly. just yeah. something you like. You now, if you love if you love cycling, make sure you know. I might love tour. cycling. The other person mightn't, but mm. do a cycling tour. Yeah. Or you know, if you're into history, make sure you go to a museum. Um, football. If the, if one of the guys or girls are, are into football, mm. go, go and do the, the, the tour of the stadium. Yeah, and the tour of the stadiums. 
um, you know, some people think, oh, I don't like football, I'm not going to go to the football stadium. Mm. Sometimes they're absolutely brilliant. Like you, get, you get a lot of history, yeah, yeah, yeah. very much so. Um, uh, you know, but that's, if you're into concerts, go to a gig. Mm. So it's just, pick one thing before each of you go, whether it's three ladies going or whether it's a couple going or whatever it might be, um, find out what, what each person loves to do and make sure that each person gets a little special part of that, that weekend trip mm. to themselves. It's a good tip, all right. Yeah, that's it for this week, isn't it? Brilliant, great tips there. Thank very you welcome. very much, Stephen. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Stephen and Alan for their great insights into Seville and thank you for listening. All our Seville deals that we mentioned can be found on our website, clickandgo.com and you'll get additional information about Seville on our blog. We'll put the links and some additional resources into the description. We hope you've been enjoying it so far. Uh, let us know on social if you have any questions or if you'd like a certain destination uh, covered in it. And make sure to subscribe, review and share with your family and friends. Next week we'll be talking about the theme park capital of the world, Orlando. And we'll be sitting down with Michaela from SeaWorld. And of course, we'll be back with more top tips. So until then, goodbye.